Wednesday. We get to talk football with Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox 104.3 The Fan in Denver. That happens right now as Mark joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I am doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. Um, I was looking forward to this conversation a little bit more than I normally do, which is a lot, because you finally got your first in-person uh, look at the Arizona Cardinals last weekend in uh, Minnesota. And I'll start with this question. We talk about it every week as operation issues, struggling with the play clock. It happened on defense. It happened on offense. We're going into week nine. When you have deep-rooted issues like that, do you think they're fixable at any point if you've gone this long with that being a problem? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. Probably my, my I would lean toward probably not. Um, and, and part of it, let's, let's, I mean, face it, part of the operation issues, um, offensively speaking is, you know, the offense that you run, um, uh, you know, I mean, a, a lot of up-tempo, no huddle, everything at the line of scrimmage. And it's just, it's a really hard thing to operate that way, in my opinion. So I, I think that's difficult. I mean, I, I look at this, you know, I, I look at, 7-0 start last year as an outlier. And I know that everybody sits there and says, well, we, we've shown that we can do it, so obviously we can do it. Uh, can you? Like, yeah. legitimately, can you? Mm-hmm. Because here, here's, here's what I would tell you, is you had three offensive linemen out. So my thought process when you have that going on with your organization is that the number one key would be to mitigate potential disaster. You didn't. You still ran the same offense that you always run. And I just don't look at that as a legitimate NFL week in, week in, out offense. And and I would also tell you this, when you operate, like when you operate, there's only, and I'll go back just to playing offensive line. I, I would be miserable, miserable playing in that system. I would hate every second of it. So you have three <laughs> offensive linemen out, and you threw the ball forty-four times. Yeah, that it, it, that that is, it's, I mean, it's, it's inexcusable. Yeah. Like that to me is is you're asking you're asking for problems, and you have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Moore is an incredibly talented kid. Uh, obviously, Hopkins is incredibly talented, right? Yeah, I mean, you got. You've got a bunch of talent, but you take the, like, collectively offensive linemen are the worst athletes on the football field. And every time you line up, you're lining up against the guy who's a better athlete than you. Uh And what's our answer? Throw it 44 times in shotgun and not get under center. And you you know what you can't use when you're not under center? Like, the one advantage one oftentimes we have as an offense and offensive lineman, the advantage you have is snap count. Right, I can get snap count. I can use hard count. I can use quick count. I can use all those things. You you don't have that in shotgun. Nope. You know you got a quarterback stomping his foot and clapping his hands. And you got a guard looking between his legs, and then all of a sudden tapping the center, and he does the head bob, and then all like it, there's no use of snap count to catch somebody off guard to to extend a, a call like to get offside. That, like it just is to me. It's an unsustainable form of NFL offense, and. You know, we keep looking back to last year and saying, well, well, we showed you we could do it, right? Hey, if all the things align, then, then yes, you've got enough talent. And here's the problem. You've got enough talent to be in every game. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think you can win because there's too many, there's too many factors 
that create mismatches and too many factors that create negative plays in that style of offense. That's just me. Yeah. Coming from a you, no, you're right. You know, an offensive perspective. You've been saying it for a couple of years. This this head coach and this scheme has been driving me bananas for a couple of years, and now they're talking about how Cliff said the other day, we need to huddle. But Kyler and I don't know how to huddle because we've never huddled before. And I'm ready to pull my hair out, Mark, because of where <laughs> this thing is going. Because it's clear this does not translate to the NFL really on any level. And you just if your superstars are not winning their individual battles and out executing in every play you're going no place so with this investment you have made in this quarterback how do they fix this thing yeah you I mean you have to have a kind of a philosophical change on the way you operate as an offense um and you know i'm having the same conversation here in denver um you know with being in the shotgun all the time and they they went out to uh, to London to play Jacksonville and in critical situations they got under center you know in goal line situations and third down situations third down and short fourth down and short they got under center they ran some quarterback sneaks they did some stuff on the goal line in that i just believe i believe the NFL is is you know it's one of those things where you have to mitigate disaster and and the hardest thing to do in the most skilled position in football, um, whether you want to agree with it or not, it's just true. Is those guys up front? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've told you guys this before. Name one other sport or one other position where a lesser athlete goes up against a greater athlete, and the lesser athlete is expected to win a hundred percent of the battles. And if he doesn't, he sucks. And the guy who wins the one battle goes to the Pro Bowl. Like, and so, and so, you better understand what we have to do to mitigate that. And you don't. You don't look at that with a value. Like, like I would. Here's what I would like to do. I'd like to put Kyler and and Cliff in helmet and shoulder pads and have them line up at offensive line. 44 plays in a row and let somebody beat the piss out of them <laughs> just so you could get, just so you had some empathy yep. for what you ask your guys to do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And especially when 60% of that line was gone. Mark Schlereth, our weekly guest to talk NFL. Uh, you mentioned uh, the issues in Denver. They did get the win in London, but they're three and five with Russell Wilson. The Packers are three and five with Aaron Rodgers. The Buccaneers are three and five with Tom Brady. If you had to pick one of those three and five teams with a really accomplished quarterback to turn this around and get right. Who, who would you pick at this point, Mark? Um, I would probably pick Tom Brady. Um, and, and mostly because they're three and five. They've had a lot of issues offensively, you know, with their three inside guys being different uh, on the offensive line injuries. There um, a lot of different kind of revolving department store door at the, at the wide receiver position uh, lost, you know, a couple of tight ends and all that kind of stuff. Um, but really the surprising part of that is how this dominant defense um, has, has gotten trucked, how they have not been very good and how they have not been very disciplined. And part of that is because your offense isn't producing, right? So you have to spend more time as a defense on the football field and all those kind of things, the complementary nature of football. So that, you know, that, that obviously is part of it. But they are so talented on that side of the ball that you would think if we could just put together some sustained drives, if we could offensively just even be a tick better, um, and you've got, the, you've, you've got the potential to do that, I think, offensively. 
then this defense could thrive. Because I expect this defense to play, you know, so much better than it's played with yeah. the talent that they have. So, uh, like that—that's the one team to me that feels like it can it could flip the switch and all of a sudden um, be very competitive. And then defense starts creating some turnovers and sh- short fields, and that offense starts to score. And that—that's the one that feels like it's a flip of the switch. All right, lastly, really quickly, Russell Wilson, of all people, Richard Sherman comes out and offers some defense for him, basically said, why would this new head coach have him do things that he's never done in the past and get him away from the things he's done well? Um, does this Is this changing people's view on Russell Wilson? How valid do you think that is? Well, I think it's really valid. And if you go back to last week and watch kind of what they did, I mean, there's there's two touchdown drives, and I think one in the second, one in the third quarter, where Russell was like 11 for 11 throwing the football, and um, you know ultimately I, it was back to to keep it simple. You know one one thing is just a player. There's an old song. I, I don't know if you told you guys this, but there was a song by Neil McCoy back in the day, a country song. And it was called "Small Up and Simple Down," and the answer when you're struggling, the answer is always less. It's never more. The more you put on your plate as a player, uh, the slower you you probably play for the most part because the more thinking that goes on. So when you're struggling, just simple it down and say, let's go back to day one basics. Let's run the same play five times, but let's run it out of different personnel groupings and, and, you know, different motions and things of that nature. But we're just going to get to the same play for the quarterback. So, um, you know, when you see it, you, you, you see it and you throw it and, and, I think part of it also is Russell accepting that, hey, man, I really wanted to kind of, you know, grow my game and, and become kind of a Drew Brees type of character. And I, I'm not there yet. So let me simple things down for myself, too. And um, and you can still be very good doing that stuff. So, you know, I think that was I think that was something that we saw last week in Denver. Now, does that mean they're going to go on a run? Probably not. Um, but at least it was a step in the right direction, right? At least it was recognizing uh, we've got an issue and uh, recognizing that that we're not very good um, and how are we going to address not being very good. And and their answer was, let's keep it simple, stupid. Let's go to day one installation stuff, and let's just get some completions. And in doing that, um, you know, they made a couple of big plays, you know, a tight end down the seam, a tight end on a, you know, a two vertical switch release where – they caught a corner that uh, kind of was napping a little bit. You know, they, they got a couple of big plays, one one-on-one outside of the Hamler that, you know, went over the top. So they were able to do that and um, and have some success. Mark, great stuff as always. Thanks so much for the uh, time, and we look forward already to talking to you next Wednesday.